This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer! Richard! (laughs) How are you? I don't know where I came up with that initial thing of me just shouting your name into the ether. I don't know, but it's so funny. Sorry. I don't know. It just feels like, you know, we're on stage. We have to go. go. Anyways, welcome to our podcast, Hacking the Afterlife, where we talk to all kinds of people on the other side of the veil. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Hey, so I want to, sorry about my headset. There's concrete being destroyed outside my office right now. We're doing something with the telephone lines. Super fun. I'm just hoping that none of the technology goes down like it has been because of that. They're rewiring everything. Knock on wood. But um, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? But how was my weekend? It was, uh, oh my gosh. Didn't you... Go ahead. Yeah, since you go to the desert, you went to the well, desert, did, right? Here's the, here's the thing. So Sherry, about six months ago, was like, I want to go to this thing. You know, Contact in the Desert, it's like awesome. authors about, you know, alien abduction and Area 51. And not my cup of tea. But as I've learned in my work with you. Neither, is, neither. There was mediumship. There was mediumship. When I first talked to you, you're like. Oh, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Nah, not doing a whole medium thing. I've already been there. Yeah, Yeah, that is exactly what I said. And uh, you were like, with less less enthusiasm, too, by the way. (laughs) And here we are eight years later, the conversation continuing. So I I had a great time. Yay, you. I went out there. uh, I met a couple of authors. Paul Hynek. So that's the unusual part of that is we interviewed J. Allen Hynek um some time ago that's his father who was responsible for the project by the way luana so go ahead luana's like this is what we want to talk about well i love that she's just like richard enough about you okay great go ahead lou you're up no no no. i think about the weekend i believe oh i know why okay so very good i do want to i don't know i don't know you don't know but i for the people for the people that are going to be there for the first time or last time listening to our fabulous podcast um we don't discuss anything about what we're going to talk about ever. No. Our thread on our phone says, hey, what time today? Because yeah, my time always changes. And if you see me look down, I have Luana's name. Okay. That's it. I'm, That's it. I'm here. Well, no, but it's I just, But I just got, but I'm just mad because I actually thought I was coming up with the whole questions, but I guess I wasn't. They're the ones who gave it to me. So how about your weekend? They put it in my head. Oh, yeah, he went there. Okay, well, that's it's fascinating because I do have some questions for uh, Luana and her crew and the people that help us with the podcast. And the reason for that is, is because while we were in Indian Wells, where they had this uh, Ron Janix, Captain Ron is now running the show and he's he's a friend. Um, And uh, anyway, what happened was while I was there, George Nori came and George, I, I oh, George, my son and I went over to his luncheon and we stopped to say hi and take some pictures. And George looked at me and said, you're the flip side guy. <laughs> like, you know, what are you doing here? And uh, anyway, and so I got a call last night from George's producer saying, would you come on the show next Wednesday night? So I will be on coast to coast. 10 p.m. Los Angeles time next Wednesday. 
they said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, you know what? I want to talk about aliens and this research because fans of uh, divine councils in the afterlife, architecture of the afterlife, occasionally aliens, whatever you want to call that, show up in people's councils. So like this wise being, you know, they're talking to their, the wisest beings who've been watching over all their lifetimes. And they'll say, well, this is weird. I'm seeing a person who looks like this. Yeah. Anyway, and Jennifer and I have had so many great conversations that I will stop in two seconds. I actually would love, I would love to be in on that conversation. Stephen Hawking through in a conversation that you and I, and I asked him if he'd seen any aliens. And his reply was, we are all aliens because we choose to incarnate from somewhere else. So I thought, well, if I'm going to talk next Wednesday about it, maybe Luana and her peeps want to help me. So, or whatever. What do you want to talk about, Lou? They they said no. They don't want to help you at all. <laughs> no, they don't want to talk about that. Okay. No, hold on. Hold on a second. No, no, no. They're, of course, kidding. They're just like, no. And yes, of course, it would be great to have you on that show. Okay, so the very first class that you guys had or the very first thing that you guys went to, they're just she's talking about. So give me a second. I just need to work this out. Were you there for two days or just one day? Yeah, we we were there for uh, really three okay. days, two and a half days. Three days. Okay. They kind of they kind of said that. So they said the first the first day, the first And the first hour person we went to see whatever. was the son of J. Allen Hynek which okay. is the guy who invented the term close encounters of the third kind okay and... so that's what they want okay okay i'm not going to judge it richard drivers is he alive or gone richard drivers is still on the planet okay hold on and he's start. in close yeah. encounters of the third kind he is okay just wanted to make sure because they just showed me a picture of richard drivers and i was just trying to figure out where by the way Allen. so does jay allen hynek want to come through is that because that would be related he's in the movie close encounters okay you're tapping your yes notes. that means that mm-hmm. is correct you know um, i have no idea who he is okay no well <laughs> we have him you don't remember but we've had a conversation with him because it startled me. I oh. had seen the movie recently, and there he was in the movie. And I, he was my science counselor mentor when I was in seventh grade. When I won the state science fair, he was the scientist assigned to me who helped me to plan, you know, what my science project was going to be. And so I didn't realize, I didn't put it together that he was the guy who invented the term "close encounters of the third kind," and wrote, you know, it was part of Project Blue Book. But Jay, Alan, Heineck, please, um, I'll stop talking. You have the floor, sir. Would you tell us? Um, he says it was a fabulous weekend. What did you think of yeah. your son's uh, presentation? He said that he said there was more aliens there than people. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. He said it was what? It was too long. <laughs> Okay, I know, what he, I know what he's talking about because at some point people start repeating. I don't know. And so he did a wonderful job, but he should have cut it in half or at least had like intermission or something. Oh, his in son. Between. Yeah, they, they would do this thing where they would have him go from one conference to the next conference to like a workshop. So it would be like eight hours a day of him nonstop talking. We just stopped to see like a two hour presentation. It was fantastic, but. 
He covered almost everything. What's that? So he didn't cover the afterlife? No, they don't cover that. Okay. They just cover. So that's what he said. He goes, they covered almost everything, but not the afterlife. He's like, that's kind of silly. <laughs> and may I ask you, sir, why is that silly? I have I have an idea of why it's silly, but what do you what would your word be for that? It's an important component for people to feel connected to the afterlife. Because people in the afterlife are technically aliens to people here now. Well, also this idea that we bring a portion of our conscious energy to a lifetime. And from what we learn in the research is that everyone does that, including aliens. So they have a higher self that, you know, incarnates on their planet or whatever. Okay, so they're putting they're putting me, myself in my mind's eye. So just give me a second. I don't know what okay. you're talking about. They, they said that I had a very difficult time connecting in this incarnation to people here. I did. I did, I guess. Um and they're right. They said it was something that you felt was missing because I always felt like something was missing growing up that wasn't from here. And there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable in their own skin that live here. I mean, we, you know, I'm asking why are they saying this? Like, so why are you bringing me up or why are you saying yeah, this? Why is, what's the connection? And just, the connection is I, I talk to the afterlife, but I also know now, which I've known a all along but it really is more apparent now than ever how vast our universe is and that's because i've been talking to the the afterlife and i believe that's a very integral part of our connections to aliens i guess well if um, i may, if i may i think he's referring to and correct me if i'm wrong he's referring to the idea that as a medium your filters of your brain are off off kilter the way the rest of us have filters that block information. And so if we could telepathically communicate with trees, with animals, with aliens telepathically, then we would be aware of so much more because, but these filters yeah. that block, you know, our awareness. So that idea that you had a hard time because your filters were off, you see, yeah. So I think what yeah. he's saying is yeah. you can train yourself to get to bypass those filters to communicate with people telepathically or your loved ones or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So my question to you is, and this comes from a Carl Sagan quote that I was looking at yesterday, uh, which is, why is it there's not more evidence or simple things that people can point to that show that either other dimensional creatures or et cetera, et cetera, have shown up here. And that's my question to Jay Allen. We do not have the sophisticated tools to capture the evidence for starters. They looked at, you know, they're like, well, you give evidence from the other side, but you can't capture it, right? How do you capture that evidence? I'm just giving it verbally. Yeah, yeah, right? I like the subjective experience, correct. It's a subjective experience, and even the information I get is subjective, or it's it's my interpretation, right? Exactly. And I could, you know, I could totally be wrong in the interpretation when things come through, you know. I, but I'm getting better. <laughs> That's generous of you because you are so right but on so often. We should speak more to the councils in the afterlife. 
about how we here can get information that proves that they're aliens among us. Okay. And so from, if I may clarify, you're saying that in terms of this idea of us talking to people off planet and then getting that information and then comparing those reports to thousands of others, let's say, he's tapping, you're tapping your nose, meaning that's right on the money. When you look at those, and it's a quote in Dr. Grayson's book after, he's the NDE guy, and he said, you can get objective data, evidence, from subjective Mm -hmm. experiences if you ask the same questions, the same questions to everybody who's had the experience. So the idea is Jennifer, let's say a number of different Jennifers out there who talk to the same people, they give you the same testimony, and then you can compare the Go ahead. They want to test. They want to test out the theory. So, we should ask. What question would you ask, Richard? Okay. Well, so the question would be: You know, people have had these experiences for a long time of, let's say, abductions. Mm, mm, mm. That's just what happened. He just showed me somebody getting taken up into a spaceship. So hold on a second. Okay. I think that's our question. Oh, okay. Then how? That's interesting. He says, yes, they do get taken to spaceships, but not in the way that we think that they do. So it's more like their spirit, their body. Yeah. Yes. Their spirit is yes. taken up. That was, uh, that was my guess because I've talked to a number of people who have you know, had those experiences. And when they talk about them, I ask, can you see your body still in bed while you're up in the spaceship? And they don't, because we don't talk about this, how your consciousness can leave your right. body or there's a portion in your, we don't really talk about this. So conceptually, it's hard to imagine that you could be taken up into a ship and still be in bed. And so then the question right. is, if they're probing you, let's say, if that's the case, mm-hmm. um, you know, are they, they're probing like, I guess, <laughs> an Eric version. Go oh my ahead. gosh, I just saw, I just saw Saturday Night Live, sorry, the skit on Saturday Night Live, which is hilarious about how they get abducted and how she just like, they just came in here and took me and played with my boobs. Like it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I remember that. Yeah. You guys should research that, SNL and abductions. Okay. I, that was, I, there's no way I could think that, but that was just somebody up there. I thought it was really funny. Go ahead. But that idea I, of, so what, I guess. So I, and I've talking, I'm talking, I've spoken to people who've had that mm-hmm. experience and including once they're in the ship, I ask them then to address the people that are in the ship and ask them questions and say, who are you? Are you guys tourists or are, are we familiar with each other? And every time I've done that, they report that this person that they're taking up to the ship, they know them from previous lifetimes. They've actually incarnated on the other planet more often than here. And they're they are showing me that I can see why it's such a scary experience. They rewire they rewire their bodies, so maybe that to avoid I don't know test out things from there to here. I don't know. Well, I, I you know I've read, I've read or rewiring their spirit, their think their etheric body. Their etheric body. Well, I've I asked the question. So I asked these people aboard the ship: Are you are you strangers? Are you tourists? And they always say, no, we've come to gather information. And then I ask, what's the process? And they describe something along the lines of scanning, like rewiring. Mm-hmm. 
and they download information into the person so that they know what to get the next time they stop by. So they upload that information. So it's like a, it's almost like a computer process, a USB port that's yeah. going back and forth. Yeah. And th so then the question is, what's the content of the information? And let's ask Jay Allen Hynek, what's, what's the purpose of these kinds of trips from your perspective, if there is any purpose? The purpose is always twofold. So we get a better knowledge on their end about how spirits can travel out of their body. We know when people have comas, that's what happens. I've witnessed that with people, with a few people, as well as dementia. We've talked about that. We've covered that. Yeah, that their but, most of their consciousness is already outside their body, while a little right. bit remains in coma victims and dementia patients. But we want to know why someone would leave their body to go on a spaceship. Like the research yeah. involved with that. Um, so for that side, you know, I guess looking at the Akashic records and finding out, you know, is how this happened or have they been on the spaceship before? Just like with what you have said they before. Been, you know, and a lot of times they'll say like as children, they were visited as children, but what they aren't aware of is that they may have incarnated on the very planet these people are from and they're mm -hmm. friends and now they're stopping by to gather their friends. Now this, this is an end of question for you, Jay Allen Hynek. And it was your son brought it up that, you know, AI, you know, artificial intelligence seems to be a little bit like what a pattern might be in a civilization that eventually we get to that and that we might send probes out into the universe using AI so that some of the aliens who may show up here might be more AI generated from somebody in another time zone, another time frame. Is that the case? There's different degrees I'm getting. Let me make sure. They just showed me Neanderthal, like a Neanderthal, okay. and like different different stage, different stages versions. of evolution. Very good. I've heard yeah, that different too versions. in the research, by the way. I have not. Um, okay. Huh. I don't know if we discussed how I read someone that was a great, great granddaughter. Yes. Great, great. Okay. Of Darwin. So he just came. He, Darwin just showed up and reminded me how the book, he actually wanted, to, wanted it to be called Organs of Spirit, not Species. Right, right. He said that before. I've come to you. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But Charles, yeah. can we ask you a couple of questions? Because we don't get to talk to you too often. What was it like for you when you crossed over to yeah. see how things worked? Terrible. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Hold on. I haven't heard that word. <laughs> it was nothing I anticipated. Oh, wow. Why is that? Just because you weren't aware of any of it or it was all new? It was strikingly beautiful. A place with unimaginable colors and music and sound. And livelihood, like all different kinds of talking about the different kinds of races here. He's like up that by a trillion. Like the different species, the different kinds of humans, the different kind of aliens. Cut out for you, sir. <laughs> on the flip side. Yeah. And are you continuing your work in any way? I mean, the kind of person that you are? Origins of, Sp Origins of Spirit is his new book. Yes, he's continuing. 
Wow. He's like, it's inf it's infinitesimal. And well, let me ask it's, you, have you chosen to... I, he said, he goes, every time he incarnates, he's, he says it's just a one little chapter of this long book that he wants. Oh, that's so interesting. So Origins of Species could be the first one. The next one, when he incarnates, will be another version of another, you know, he just says it's, he just says that if I do this every single lifetime, it'll never be done. <laughs> the so research much. is ongoing. Well, that's brilliant. And imagine... Yeah. Imagine if for and a you with the and you with the afterlife, us with the afterlife, right? Well, and well, imagine for a moment that you know you could remember. We bypass the filters and we see the books that we've written in previous lifetimes. I mean, it's, I mean, I do recall you know somebody who wrote books in the 15th century, and I can't read them because they're in Latin. But whatever, you know. I mean, I think it's fascinating. You You're a Catholic boy. That's right. Boy. I should read some of Latin, but uh, they're, they're pretty thick. Well, I guess I have another question for you, uh, Jay Allen. Excuse me, Charles. We appreciate that. Let's say anything else you want to talk about, or can I ask uh, Jay Allen Hyannick another question? I'm going to go ahead and he's stopping by saying that his work will never be done. Thank you so much. That was industry um, and us. There was also another uh, person that we talked to or listened to. His name is Matthew James Bailey, and he's an ethicist about artificial intelligence. And he talks about the divine spark, which is what Jennifer and I talk about, really. And is there anything you'd like to say, uh, uh, Luana or the class or anybody, in terms of what he had to say about artificial intelligence? And Matthew James Bailey is here or over there? He's here on the Sorry. planet and he spoke at the conference okay. talking about the- Oh, got it. Got it. Missed that. All right. They're laughing. Like AI is ridiculous if you think about it. Huh. What was that? So they showed me AI with us talking and then the aliens listening and then people listening to the aliens and then like it, it just, it's never ending. So to, to them- AI is just AI is just a term for um, it's something we all need to learn from one another. Well, uh, okay, just it is already gone. So they said it was yeah. They're like it's already gone too far. I'm like, has it gone too far? I'm like, it's already gone too far. But on terms that that we can't understand. I mean, they showed me like the 16th century. Like, I don't know. Well, it's interesting because, of course, as you and I have learned, and this was something that came up in one of the talks, there are no secrets. When you're talking about what we're doing, there are no secrets on the flip side, which is really problematic for you know people in the, the, the you know intelligence agencies, because there's no you can ask people on the flip side the truth of what happened. Of course, they're giving it to you. You're translating it. You're getting your best guess of what they're trying to tell you, but this idea that we can access higher intelligence, whether it's alien or et cetera, et cetera, or even talking to Jay Allen Hynek, who departed the planet some years ago. Um, mm -hmm. and, but is, have, what have you been doing, sir? Have you been continuing like Charles Darwin to write and- He says, helping my family. Helping um, cool. Oh, that's interesting, thank you. He says he's learning more about what he could do when he comes back. The research that he does, that's how our dreams happen. It's giving me like, like a circle. So the research that he's doing, maybe about other species elsewhere or other aliens elsewhere, 
event and then he showed me avatar things like that like he eventually will come back and then he'll get this great idea to write a movie he'll get this great idea you know to for whatever you know to do this um to research more about it um kind of like you in the afterlife it you know plunking down in your head that took thousands of years they're saying (laughs) thousands of years of of information yeah Yeah, of course well let me ask you that sir would uh just in terms of close encounters this idea of and people ask about it will there be an event where that's different from what we're talking about which is sort of etheric they just showed me will smith will smith in the fourth of july or something i don't know president's day he was in a movie he was in a movie with aliens that came down to like attack oh will smith yeah yeah independence day so like that will there be that event will something like that occur or no no event like that there's there are unspoken rules that are set in place to keep because we don't need to destroy the earth you guys are doing just fine (laughs) well that i guess what the question is then just to change it a little bit Will this research that Jennifer and I are talking about, where we are talking to learning new information from people that aren't on the planet, will this become more commonplace so that it becomes something people will use as a tool? Yeah, it's interesting. Yes, it's interesting because they're showing me like the fairy lands, like that people don't believe in fairies, but the ones that do remember the fairy lands. And there is a different dimension that holds the fairies in the mother earth. You know, it's so, okay. It's so interesting. Give me a second. The things that we dream about or the things that we daydream about, or that we go to sleep and we, we think that we're, you know, there's monsters or whatever. It might actually be another dimension that we're crashing into. And we can't, how many people wake up with these ideas? Yes, those other realms. Those other realms exist, and we're tapping. You and I are tapping into them, but eventually, will others be able to do so, sort of at will? They already are, but they just don't remember. They get their. Now it's sounding like a conspiracy. They get their brains wiped. They don't. They just don't remember. So, but uh, Jay Allen Hynek, uh, one last question about Men in Black. Now we've heard that term. And people everything's have, true. It's what he says. Everything's true. Give me a second. He's like, more so than you think. He said, you said it, but you don't believe it. But he goes, more so than you think. More so than you think, meaning our government does have secret programs that they keep from the public. Is that what you mean? Is that what you're saying? All the way back to the Knights Templar. Yes. All the way back to the Knights Templar. All right. Very good. I appreciate that. I mean, it's an unusual. Anything you want to say to Paul? I mean, I'll probably be talking to him soon. Tell Paul I love how he's coming to his own. He went through a lot. And you have another son who's an Oscar award winning guy worked on with uh, movies. I think that's funny because he's saying, he's like, yeah, he doesn't really believe in it, but he likes make-believe. <laughs> you like mean the other, son, you know, the other son? I see. Yeah, the, yeah, the other son. I think you had four kids. They all are MIT, you know, PhD, et cetera, et cetera. And Paul, yeah, he, had, he actually, he says he had five. Do you remember me? Yeah. That's my question for you. I, you remember, you, you know, I was, he just showed me you on, he just showed me you on TV with um, our guy. 
Charles Grodin. Uh, Chuck. Yeah, when I Charles, was like, yeah. yeah, I was probably 20 then, but you probably you knew me when I was 14. So I whatever. Yes, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. you actually said you actually said that you did say that early on. In yeah, the no, but I mean, what's I'm just trying to get like, yes, I, he said that you never stopped asking questions back then. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He came over Eventually, to our house. He, he showed he showed me he just gave you a bunch of papers or gave you something. So to shut you up for a little bit. Well, it's interesting because you I went asked, through it so fast. I asked Paul about your pipe because you used to smoke your Borkum riff over in our living room, and your son said that your your wife didn't really care for the pipe smoke around the house, so you didn't get to use it so much. But you had it in your mouth in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Anyway, anything about pipes that just before funny. we go? You, are you smoking pipes over there? Peeps, peace pipes are better. Beast pipe. Um, and a little ayahuasca can't hurt, apparently. That's not a pipe, so I'm not sure how that there was a conference about DMT of talking to the aliens or people, you know, using DMT. Well, Luana, is there anything there... else? Go ahead. <laughs> you just said they're easy to snatch. What does he mean? The people using DMT, like he's making fun of aliens snatching people. Oh, I see, I see. Like okay. Well, the one, is there yeah. anything else, anybody else that, or in this topic that we should cover? Okay. So I don't, JFK, his son, um, RFK Jr. What is, you mean RFK Jr. Son, John, I'm sorry. John, give me a second. John has showed up a couple of times. I just need to understand. And I have a feeling I understand, but I'm not sure. Hold on. Okay. never mind. I have a client that's doing something, a documentary. Oh, okay. John wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Okay, yep. very good. You know, John, we haven't asked That's John. Any, but can I ask him one question? <laughs> sure. What was it like when you crossed over? Who was there to greet you? <laughs> he said it was fucking scary. Sorry about the F word. <laughs> but how he died. He's like, what do you expect? It wasn't all yeah. bliss right away. How long did it he take said, for you to sort of transition to... A millisecond. A millisecond. But you said he didn't pay attention to the signs, literally. We have a mutual um, friend, Daryl. I went to college with her, and I know you dated her. Yes, Mrs. Hannah. Say again? Is it Daryl Hannah? Yeah. That you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say to Daryl? He's saying that she hasn't aged a bit. That's <laughs> And when are you coming back? John? You left way too early. What's going on, brother? When are you yeah. coming back? Never. <laughs> he says. <laughs> he says he's all done. All right. He doesn't uh, know when. And what was he it like to hang out with your dad again? Peaceful. To see everything in front of us it was incredibly. There are no words. I'm seeing them like in a conference room with the TVs like all around, you know, with the life review and their group. Like, I guess there's a group. This is the first time I've seen that a group life review. So everybody's so, around watching all of their journeys together. Yeah. Did you, did you had a lifetime with your dad before? That's my question. Yes, but I still didn't know him then. Like it, it was oh, very same short time period, but you weren't connected. 
Wow. And how about, how about your mom? Was it, what was it like seeing your mom again? He's just showing me, it's better to show me the, the feelings. Like when she walked in, how much love was given to her and how much his awareness of what she, what she went through and just, she's an idol over there apparently Sweet. yeah that's pretty amazing yeah and the music that played for her was pretty spectacular huh yeah so this is an example of how i grab hold of jennifer's leg and hold on until i can't i know questions anyway thank your client who we pushed off into the ethers I appreciated everybody who stopped by John Jr. Wow, we haven't chatted before and you're always welcome. Please, we'd like to talk to you more if you have time. Uh, J. Allen Hynek, thank you so much. Appreciate all your wisdom. Uh, who else, who am I forgetting? Well, Luan. Uh, Darwin, Tra Charles, oh, Charles Darwin. Darwin. Thank you, how, do, how can I forget him? Yes. The origin of spirit. I don't know, they, they just put that in my head so it makes it easy for me. Because if I, you ask me who wrote, like. I wouldn't even be able to tell you, or Richard Dreyfus. Like I wouldn't even, but they brought me to Richard Dreyfus. I didn't realize what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, no, from the movie. Anyway, thank you guys so much, Luana. Thank you for and congratulations to our 150 plus episodes. Oh my God! Yes, we've got so many episodes, and now we're going to have more viewers. And anyway, this is an easy thing for all, everyone to do. Your loved ones are close by. Pick up the phone. Lines are open. Ask them questions and see what they have to say. Or just call Jennifer. We love you. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Bye. 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 This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.